Believing Weakness Podcast. Kids are soft. You like discipline. But I've got news for you. You're not gonna have your mommy's run behind you anymore and wipe your little cushions. Oh no, it's time now to turn this mush into muscles. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. So what I want to talk about today is about entrepreneurship. And this is something that I am extremely passionate about. And the the reason why I want to talk about this is I just want to help people understand that if you are miserable with what you're doing to generate income, you know, if you have a job that is just sucking the soul out of you, there are other options out there. And it resides in creating your own business and entrepreneurship. And what I want to do today is talk to people about how you can do that by creating your own economy and somewhat retire at a young age. And I don't mean retire as in, you know, you don't have to do anything for money ever again. But, I mean, you could certainly create a system where that's the case if that's what you're wanting. But I feel that work in some capacity is good for people and it keeps the mind sharp and gives people something to work towards and look forward to every day. But, you know, what I want to start off here before I talk about how to create your own system and the steps to put into place, I want to kind of tell you what brought me to my journey into entrepreneurship. See, I recently celebrated my 32nd birthday Now, normally, I really wouldn't have cared, but that birthday was very different from all the other ones because it was the first birthday I had celebrated in a long time as a happy and free person because I had made the choice to retire from a 10-year-long career that nearly destroyed who I was as a person. And see, some of you may be thinking that I got fired or I just quit out of frustration because I'm still considered young. But that just wasn't the case. You see, a few years ago, I realized that I didn't want to waste my entire life working to make someone else wealthy. Why I only, I was only getting a really small amount of the money that I was making for that company. You see, spending ten-hour days as a wage slave in hopes of retiring in my seventies. I mean, that's that's a problem because I wouldn't actually be able to enjoy life at that old age of 70, whenever 90% of my life had already passed me by. And the retirement savings that are in existence now, they're a fucking joke because we all know that today's money won't be worth shit in 40 years. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't comprehend wasting my whole life for a bogus savings plan, a few vacation days every year, and a small yet safe weekly paycheck. And then never really get to live life free because my family would still constantly be constantly be worried about having enough money just to pay the bills. And the the problem with having a, a really demanding job that you're at 10, 12, 13, 14 hour, hours a day, especially if you have a family, is you miss out on so many things. And that was honestly the... The main motivator for me was actually getting to spend time with my kids and watching them grow up and being there instead of just kind of being there every now and then because two-thirds of my day was spent working. Um, 
you know, money was a huge part of that as well because I knew that doing my own things, I could make a far more substantial income for myself than through working with somebody else. Now, I don't want to sit here and just completely knock my career that I had because it taught me a lot of things about business and how to manage a business that I use every single day. But, you know, the worst part about that 10-year-long career was it absolutely made me fucking hate human beings. You see, I started working at that company. It was actually a vending company. I started working there back in 2008 when the economy was in absolute shambles. But at the time, I was just thrilled to have gotten a job because mowing lawns, just mowing lawns had become such a competitive job market because so many people have been let go by their employers. So I felt extremely lucky to be employed at all. And I started out working midnights as a route driver restocking vending machines. And about a year later, I became a route supervisor and ultimately became a diehard company man. And see, I was really young at the time, you know, in my early, early 20s. And my impressionable young mind sucked up every bit of their company man bullshit, just like a sponge. See, their cultures and their attitude in general were really not good. (laughs) And they were cleverly masked with fake bullshit mottos like, oh, well, we're a family company and our people always come first. You know, any company that constantly is saying shit like that is just trying to deceive the world into believing that they are something different than what they truly are. Now, I was eventually asked to consider taking a promotion as a branch manager years later at another operation. And I took that job offer, but that became the beginning of the end of that career for me. I was constantly under the gun now. The workforce was completely different, and I had basically been handed over a failing operation that I was now expected to take responsibility for, even though that wasn't the way it was spun to me when I took the job. And the employees and the customers, you know, were absolutely horrible with this operation. I literally witnessed the worst in people over those last four years. And humans adapt and become products of their environment. I got the worst, and in return, I became the worst version of myself. I began to have anxiety issues because I was expected to answer for every one of these people. And I got to the point where I just resented being alive in general. And subsequently, my home life started to suffer too because my family just wanted to spend time with me when I got home from work. But after working a 13 or 14 hour long day of complete chaos and putting out fires and dealing with other people's bullshit, I just wanted everybody to leave me the fuck alone, including my family. Because I was on call 24-7. I had no friends anymore because I was so detached from people in general. And I had just become an all-around hateful son of a bitch. That lifestyle, that lifestyle just wasn't sustainable. And the demands involved just weren't worth the weekly salary that I was getting in return. And I knew that I had to find a different path because both my family's well-being as well as my mental health hung in the balance. 
but I didn't just want a different place to work at. What I actually wanted was to be fulfilled and have the ability to enjoy my life again. I was 28 years old when I started looking for answers out of being a wage slave, and I knew that achieving freedom was obtainable, but I didn't at the time know how to do it. And that is the point of this podcast episode, is I want to give you folks who are wanting the same thing an idea of how to get there. The first thing that you're going to need to do is address the reasons behind why you are seeking a a journey in entrepreneurship or starting your own business. That is the most important thing, is understanding why you're going to be doing what you're going to be doing. See, everybody needs that reason why, and let me tell you about mine. Mine boiled down to three simple things. One, I was sick of worrying about having enough money to support my family. And I knew that I would never build true wealth by working to make someone else rich. Two, I wanted to live my life and enjoy it, not just exist to repeat the same shit every day, like get up, go to work, go to bed, repeat. And I just didn't want to feel like I was, I, I didn't feel like I was fulfilling that purpose in life. Now, three, was the most important reason. I didn't want to miss out on my children growing up. Your kids only have one childhood, and I wanted to be around as much as possible and create lasting memories with them. And that that was really difficult to be the father my kids needed and deserved whenever I was on call 24-7. You know, we couldn't even go to another kid's birthday party without me getting two or three phone calls from work, even if it was the weekend. When I turned 30, I made a commitment to myself that I would retire before I was 32. I decided that whatever path I chose to take to get there, I simply wouldn't allow it to fail and I would not let myself give up because failure was not going to be an option. So, I ask you folks, did you give up on your dreams just to live within the means? And here's what I mean by that question. If you have the option, and if money wasn't an issue, what would you do with your life? Seriously, what would you do? The overwhelming majority of people are not doing what they had hoped for in life. Instead, they work soul-crushing jobs that leave them with very little energy to enjoy their time at home with their family and even less time to pursue the things that make them happy and feel fulfilled. Are you one of those people? Did you settle for less in life just to make ends meet? Because that's what most of us end up doing. Maybe you had big hopes as to what you wanted to become, but... Now you look back decades later and find yourself staring in the mirror at a person you don't even know anymore. Maybe you work at a job surrounded by hundreds of other people in cubicles, just wage slaves caged up like fucking animals to be given a reward by the master in a a form of money. And I'm not trying to make you guys sound depressed, but these were the things that I realized and, and started to understand about my situation. Look around you and ask yourself if this was really what you were meant to do. Were you really meant 
to be a slave to money your entire life. I went through a deep, deep period of soul searching years ago that made me ask myself those questions. The idea that my life would never be nothing more than working my ass off until I was an old fart just to survive was one of the most desolating feelings ever. When I was younger, I really thought that my life was going to be vastly different than what it was a few years ago. My intentions were to travel the world, or the country at least, as a studio musician um, and have a life of freedom. Because at one point in my life, I, I was a musician and very serious about it. But eventually, I got sucked into the rat race and pushed aside those aspirations in order to make life in general work out. You know, and that was in the 2008 period I talked to you guys about. I maintained a career and attempted to play music as a side hobby, but eventually had to stop with the music because it was a struggle just to spend time with my family, let alone pursue hobbies. I had to get up at 4.30 in the morning every morning just to find time to work out every day. And it just wouldn't happen at any other point because there were so many things that would go down throughout the day at work that would have, you know, need my attention. And by the time I got home, I needed to spend time with my family who I loved and they loved me. And working out wasn't the priority. So getting up at ass crack of the day before the damn sun even comes out was how I had to make it happen. You know, I was only getting four, four hours of sleep every night, you know, and that, that'll wear on you too. But that whole thing is behind me now. And I want to tell you all how I found a way out of the rat race. The things that I'm about to tell you can be accomplished by anybody. So I ask that you listen with an open mind and understand that there is absolutely nothing that can stop you from doing what I did and having that life of freedom and, more importantly, happiness. Well, I take that back. The only thing that can hold you back is yourself and how far you are willing to step outside of your comfort zone. Because it's been my experience that one's unwillingness to step outside of their comfort zone is actually one of the greatest self-limiting factors for anything in life. Because I've read a lot of books written by successful people, and there's a pretty common reoccurring theme that I noticed. At some point, they had to decide to do one of two things. Either settle for mediocrity or step outside of their comfort zone and take a chance. What I'd like for you to do right now is take a, a moment and think about something. I want you to think about all the people that you have ever known that are 40 years or older. Now, how many of those people do you know that took a major chance on something in their life and how many settled for what they were simply comfortable with. No one ever achieved greatness without stepping outside of their comfort zone and taking a chance. And I guarantee you that if you were to give all those people you thought about an injection of truth serum, you'd find out that they grew to live lives of deep regret. Their aging years are filled with should-haves and could-haves. Now, maybe some of those people that are 40 years old or older that are really, really successful, I bet 
they probably don't have as many of those should-haves and could-haves. Are you okay with being one of those 40-year-olds filled with regrets because you didn't take those chances in life? If you're not okay with that, then you're going to have to come to some very ugly realizations. I'm not trying to sell you guys on some bullshit program or online coaching crap or any of that stuff. I just want to tell you what worked for me. The road to entrepreneurship has been quite lonely at times because the overwhelming majority of people are completely happy with punching a time card for a weekly paycheck until they die. The thought of having to do this absolutely crushed my soul and I will never ever go back to that fucking life. Never. There's a lot of those motivational self-help gurus out there trying to sell you on the one thing. There's always this one thing that they always have. And seriously, there are a shitload of those gurus. And I've always wondered why so many high-energy gurus, those high-energy self-help gurus is what I'd call them. Why, Why do so many of those motherfuckers exist? There's thousands of them. And it's because... Selling people on the one thing for success is always in high demand because it makes scam artists rich. There are millions, millions of suckers waiting for someone to take their money and tell them how to make all their dreams come true. But most of those motivational speakers just talk really, really well and sell people on a bunch of empty bullshit. I've read a bunch of their books and watched a bunch of their videos And they're all the fucking same. They just talk in circles over and over and over and tell you how great you can be if you just find the beast within and all this crap. But there never once is a plan of action or a process. Hmm, I wonder why. I guess you'll just have to wait till their next $29.99 book comes out. Having some fucking Ric Flair wannabe sell you on unlocking your unlimited potential So you can live the life that you've always desired and get super fucking rich and have the Ferrari in the garage like that's always in the YouTube videos. It's it's not. It's bullshit. I mean, you can achieve those kind of things, but there isn't just one thing, guys. The experts never paint a picture for how it really is because it's not sexy. You know, I mean... Having the Ferrari in the garage, that's sexy. They're selling you on a product that they want to have maximum appeal. And it it just doesn't sound very appealing to tell people about the struggle, the self-doubt, and the grinding it out every day until you find what works for you. I'm proud to say I'm no fucking self-help guru. I'm just a driven person who learned everything he could to get out of that nine to five rat race bullshit. And then I busted my ass every day to make it happen. Let me tell you that it just, I'm going to try and drill this as hard as I can. There isn't just one thing. There's never just one thing. It's a hundred things. There aren't any shortcuts. Meditation will not get you there. And some miracle supplement is not going to be your answer. It's a constant battle of staying focused and not falling into bad habits that stop the momentum. 
It's fighting temptation against laziness and not saying, I'm going to take the day off. It's brutally hard work and endless dedication. And it's waking up early, two hours before everybody else can, so you can crush your fucking goals. So if you want to self-improve, stop looking for a shortcut and go find an alarm clock. I'm going to tell you how it really is. You're not going to find all your success instantly, and I'm sorry, but you're not. The gurus won't tell you about all the hardships and about the lonely struggle that you're going to face along the way, but I am because it's a very real part of finding the success in entrepreneurship and creating your own businesses, and you need to hear it. This is a marathon and not a race. There are going to be a lot of letdowns and very few victories, but those victories will happen every now and then. You will have to have the patience of a goddamn saint in order to find the financial freedom and the success that you're looking for, but you will find it as long as you do three things. Well, four things. Learn from your mistakes. Learn that every situation is an opportunity waiting to be realized. Take fucking action on what really matters. You can read all the books in the world, but it doesn't matter until you actually take action and do something. And then most importantly, this is the most important one. That's why there's four. Don't you ever fucking give up. Never. It's not an option. Understand that you can study successful people and listen to all these gurus all fucking day, but reading a book and just listening to podcasts isn't going to get you any further towards success if you don't actually take some sort of action based off of what you learned. You have to take those resources, like those books and those podcasts, and actually apply them. You actually have to get off your ass and take the steps to get what you want. I don't give a shit about what anyone else says. People are not going to come to you. You have to be the one to get things rolling. Figure out what you want and ask yourself what it's going to fucking take to get there. Then take the steps to make it happen. It sounds pretty simple, but you would be surprised because most people don't have the fire inside of them to follow through. Forget about winning the fucking lottery because it just isn't going to happen. No one is ever going to just give you money for free. You have to get off your ass and make your life what you want it to be. If you ever want to be a successful person that leaves the 9 to 5 wage slave hell, then most people just blindly endure. So, let's talk about how to actually make this shit happen. Let's talk about the four-legged table model that I would kind of compare the system I used to. You see, most people's tables or their little economies, their income, only has one stream of income, which is like having a table with one leg. If someone were to cut that table's one leg down, then the whole top of the table falls because it has no other support. This is like having one stream of income from your employer. 
you're going to be in real bad fucking shape if you lose that job because you have no other source of income. You have nothing else to support the top of that table. Now, let's think about this as if your income stream were like a four-legged table. Say we got four sources of income that, that helps us get paid. For example, you have a website with some affiliate, affiliate marketing. You have a online t-shirt business. You have a few rental properties. And let's say you have a lawn care service that you started where you have other people mowing the yards in the summertime for you. You just book the appointments. So that's four solid forms of income coming into you with consistent cash flow. Now let's say your lawn care business gets taken out by a com competing service uh, with better pricing and they basically force your business to get shut down. This would be where one of those table legs would get cut off. Even though you lost one of those table legs or source of income, the table still stands because you are not relying on one avenue for making money. Instead, what, what you're going to do is you're going to need to create your own economy that is based off of a four-legged table with multiple streams of income that all work to build financial freedom. If one leg gets cut, you still have three others. And no one's to say you just have to have a four four streams of income. You could have 20. You know, your table can have as many fucking legs as you want. Again, building multiple streams of income is the absolute key. If you want to stay consistent, the more compounding effects take place. And your reliance on being a slave to someone else paying you will go away. So let's talk about some rules to follow here if you want to be successful and be free. Never get a credit card, okay? Now, your business can have a credit card because a line of credit can really help it, but credit cards for personal use, they give you an illusion of possessing money that you don't really have. And what happens is this actually results in overspending and it will turn you into a debt slave. So not only would you be a slave to money because you're worrying about someone else paying you, but you're also a slave to the debt. There is a difference between building good debt and bad debt. Good debt is where you borrow money in order to make even more money. So just don't go into bad debt. So bad debt is where you get a fucking debit card, or not a debit card, a credit card, and you know, you're buying a bunch of shit. You're buying a car. You're buying all this crap that you don't have the actual income to pay for. And it just keeps building up. And then you also have the interest building on top of that. Also, maintain a budget and stick with it. What more really needs to be said here? I mean, run your personal finances just like a business P&L. Look at your profits. And look at your losses. List all your bills, give yourself a grocery allowance, and even maintain a set amount of fun money for the week. Most people get extremely discouraged when they find out that they spend way more money than what they actually make. And this may be the point in life where you come to the realization that some sacrifices have to be made. You may have to trade in your brand new car to make $600 payments 
a month in exchange for a 10-year-old Toyota that only costs four grand. At the end of the day, who really gives a shit if you have a brand new car or not? You're just keeping up with the Joneses at that point, and when you die, those fucking material possessions won't really matter anyways. It's just stuff. You can't take it with you. Another thing, pay yourself first. Do yourself a huge favor and set up a savings account and get it to where you have 10% of every paycheck or you know if you have multiple sources of income get it set up to where your business checking account 10% of that automatically goes into your savings account and a good idea is to maybe have it in a different bank that way you don't see it on the daily when you check your normal bank account and you don't have readily available access to withdraw that money when times get tough now 10% might not sound like that much you probably won't even notice that it's gone, honestly. But over the course of six months or a year, you'll be pretty fucking surprised at how much money you're actually accumulating in that little savings account. Then what you do is you take that money and you invest the hell out of it into something that will make you even more money, like a rental property or something like that. Now, here's the next part, and this is... You know, some people are going to disagree with me, and this is this is my mindset. Savings plans like 401k, they're a complete fucking scam. Retirement plans and 401ks are such bullshit that it's not even funny. Yeah, it sounds great when they sell you on it, but keep in mind that there are management fees that you get charged, and that's how these pricks make their money off of you. But they craft their scam in such a clever way that they win no matter what. So even when the economy shits out and the stock market market dries up, the 401k business still gets rich while all your savings just fucking wither away. I watch family members lose damn near everything during the Lehman Brothers housing crash in 2008, and it was fucking heartbreaking. But that... That's what happens when you put someone else in charge of your money who you don't even fucking know. Many people still forget about this shitty thing called inflation. So the money that you saved 30 years ago won't be worth shit or nearly as much in the future as it is now. This is why you can't save your way to financial freedom anymore. Instead, you take the money You save a little bit of it up and you invest it in assets that will grow in value like other businesses or real estate. You need to build your own sources of income. You will never be free or build true wealth as long as you're stuck making someone else rich for eight hours every day, or in my case, 14. The only way to make it happen is to create your own source of money. I advocate that beginners build their businesses up for a year or two while still having their jobs. This way, you'll still have some security to fall back on with that 9-to-5 job. And, you know, you'll have that security to fall back on while busting your ass to get your business off the ground. You need to stop being a consumer and start thinking like a producer. People become wealthy because they solve problems, and people give them their money in return for solving their problems. 
You will never become your own master if you are blowing money on bullshit. Stop buying worthless toys and meaningless video games. Instead, build your money reserve to invest in your own business that will then make money for you. Also, don't be suckered by a con artist. We talked about this earlier a little bit, but there are thousands of people out there trying to sell you on success programs for the one thing, and 95% of people who claim to have all the answers, they're just fucking scam artists. They didn't do shit. They just wrote a program. That's their success. You know, there's a lot more to it than what I'm going to be able to go into in just one podcast episode. But if this is what you want to do and you want to go out on your own and start your own businesses and become an entrepreneur and become self-paid, you can do it. There's nothing holding you back other than yourself. And I want to give a message to all the young up-and-coming entrepreneurs or want-to-be entrepreneurs or just those wanting to escape the flawed system of being controlled by money. And... It's this. There have been dozens of times when I thought that this was too hard. I stay motivated because I've put so much time, money, and stress into this that I don't want to walk away from it. And I think about the life that I had before I went on this entrepreneurial journey. And I will never go back to that life. I mean, there's a lot of cliches about being an entrepreneur and and everything, but at the end of the day... You have to put in the work. And, you know, the success that I've had and the ability to leave that life that I was miserable at behind keeps me motivated to push ahead. I have new things to learn, and I learn something new every day. I have to keep reminding myself from time to time of what I've gained in the process. Assets, knowledge, and self-confidence. Some Successful people don't share the hardships and they make it look really easy. But reality is important to acknowledge. And success isn't just wealth. And it doesn't happen overnight. You're going to make mistakes. So welcome them with open arms whenever they happen. Because if you're smart, you'll understand that mistakes They should be treated as expensive learning lessons in entrepreneurship. And I know that's kind of difficult, but, you know, life isn't always about having the holding the winning set of cards. Sometimes it's about how well you can play a shitty hand. Sometimes you just got to roll with the punches with class. The good thing is that you when you learn from your mistakes, you get closer to your goal. Because persistency and consistency are key here. Doing things the easy way rarely produces greatness. This is why the age-old saying were, if it were easy, then everybody would do it. That saying will be around till the end of fucking time. Most people are just won't choose to take the challenging route because they're either scared of failure or they have a sheep's mindset. The naysay, and what I mean by a sheep's mindset is follow the leader. You know, be a sheep of, in the herd, not the leader. 
and the naysayers will doubt you and they're going to try and discourage your efforts because they never had the gumption to take their destiny into their own hands. There are only two choices in the end. You can either remain a slave to money or learn how to make money your slave. So, you know, this is that point where you can either remain in the fields with the other sheep or join the people who own the fucking farm. Just remember that it is always the sheep who eventually get led to the slaughterhouse. Now, if you're wanting to kind of know what direction to kind of go in or want some materials to help you out, you know, I'm going to recommend a few books. And maybe you don't have time to read books. I'll tell you, you'd be surprised how many audiobooks are on YouTube. And you can listen to them on your phone on your way to work or in the car or when you're working out or whatever. Because we're going to go into more entrepreneurship on this podcast because that's a, a, a big thing for me. And I'll tell you, one of the books, the first books that I read that really opened my eyes to... Holy shit, you know, I, I can leave this rat race and I can become an entrepreneur and make money for myself. It's a book by a guy named Robert Kiyosaki. And that book is called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And it's an easy read. You can listen to that as an audiobook on YouTube. That will really put you in the right mindset of how to think about money. Because, you see, successful people... Wealthy people, rich people, whatever. They think about money very differently than, you know, the normal person. They view money as a renewable resource. You just have to know how to renew it. And you have to know what's an asset and a liability. And how to seize opportunities and how to see opportunities. And I would suggest starting with the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Now, another really good book to read is uh, The Richest Man in Babylon. You know, the, the book is kind of unusual because it takes the, the, the whole way the book is kind of written is in the mindset of like an ancient culture and these 10 different laws of gold, as they call it in the book. And it's just, you know, different rules that this book suggests uh, you follow in order to, you know, achieve wealth. And there's some pretty obvious things, but those 10 things will never not be true. Uh, I mean, there's some simple things like, and, and it, like I said, it's kind of written kind of unusual and you have to put your mindset that this is like ancient talk but it is a fucking damn good read and every one of those principles are totally legit um there is another really good book that is is pretty crucial and it's called think and grow rich by napoleon hill and what that book basically teaches people is that if you can use the power of your mind you can figure out a way to do anything and this book gives a lot of examples about how if you just think about it, you will find the answer. You just have to figure it out. And if you use your mind, you can create income. You just have to figure out a system or a product or whatever. And that book really breaks down a lot of good thoughts. So 
we'll get more into this whole entrepreneur thing uh, in future podcasts. But this is kind of like a starting point I wanted to give for it. And I hope that there's somebody out there who, who has heard these words and it can benefit. Uh, because I really think that entrepreneurship is the way to go if you really want to get somewhere in life. So until next time, guys, take it easy. Today's sponsor is Proven Peptides. Proven Peptides is the industry leader in high-quality American-made SARMs. While other SARM companies claim to give you pure and tested SARMs like RAB140 and LGD, these folks actually prove it by third-party testing each and every damn batch of product and then publishing the results on their website for the entire world to see. They also offer a money-back guarantee and a one-day handling period, as well as an over-the-phone customer service department where you actually get to speak to a damn human being. So if you're looking for high-quality SARMs and other research chemicals like S4, Cardron, and MK677, go to ProvenPeptides.com and enter the discount code LEAVEWEAKNESS. Again, that's discount code LEAVEWEAKNESS to receive 10% off your entire order.